if you're listening to this, then you've reached The Real Shit Show. This shit show covers all topics heavy in fitness, politics, military life, law enforcement, and many shenanigans along the way. The Real Shit Show features four unique personalities that have different backgrounds, but all have served or continue to serve our U.S. military. We have Billy, a bodybuilder, a fabricator, and an extensive firearm collector. We have Ian, a strength and conditioning coach, an annoying crossfitter and tequila snob. We have Jay, a bearded wonder who loves whiskey and weightlifting, who happens to be able to arrest your ass. We have Carl, active duty coast guard who can out-drone you and build a mean jeep. As you listen, you may not agree, we may not agree with each other, but we all listen and take the time to see the other side without getting mad. This real shit show is sponsored by Screen Athletics. For all your fitness needs, visit ScreenAthletics.com. It's also important to note that the views expressed are our own and do not reflect our places of work, such as the Coast Guard and Police Department. What's going on, man? Okay, hey, what up, Billy? Not much. Waiting to see if Carl gets on here, but uh, okay, doesn't look like he is so far. Doesn't look like it. Okay, so before we kind of set up the show, I thought we'd talk about something that you had messaged the other day, uh, and I it just kind of threw me it threw me off, threw me for a loop. So, and maybe we'll we'll discuss this later on. But so you had mentioned doing a, a critique of the the Bachelor. Yep. Is this is right? The, like the show. The, yeah, the show, The Bachelor, Bachelorette. The show, The Bachelor, so, Bachelorette. Oh, so you watch them both? Is that what you? So talking? we have to. We do. I do. Unfortunately, okay. they both okay. fucking suck okay. equally. But so we okay. can back up a little bit, right? So okay. my wife's yes. boss is a big fan of the show. So is my wife, and yeah. they both happen to also listen to the podcast. So they want us to do yes. an an episode review of The Bachelor, right? Okay. So now, but before you go mm-hmm. on, now you know, knowing your audience, right? Do do, do they think this is like a a group of guys that would like the show The Bachelor? Fuck no, no, I would say none of us would. Okay, so why would we be a good choice to review The Bachelor? I don't know. Maybe we should get her on here and ask her. Okay. <laughs> or maybe maybe it's solely for the entertainment of forcing a bunch of guys that hate it to watch it and just pick it apart. Hmm. Because to me, when I hear that, so when I heard that, that sounds like to me that this is this is actually Billy's way to get all of us to watch The Bachelor because secretly Billy likes the show and he wants us to join in. See, that, so that's, like, how, that's what I hear. I feel like you have a false perception to begin with though. If I secretly okay. like this show, why would I ever even uh-huh. mention it? <laughs> well, I just think you want, want us on your side and maybe you'll, you'll think, hey, these guys, they think something of it and it's going to be better than they think. I mean, misery loves company. I could be going that route. It does. I just want you guys all to want to kill yourselves every Monday. Well, there's many other reasons why we might want to do that. And I don't think the bachelor is the way I want to do it. That's a pretty good reason. Right? Okay. Okay. That's usually so. how I feel after I'm done watching it. <laughs> well, no, we're definitely so going to have to wait until so uh, Jay comes started. on. What's that? Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to have to wait till Jay comes on, too. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll need more ammo. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be funny if we did, like, a live review and just picked it apart piece by piece. You know? Cause, oh, so we're going to watch it live during the show. I think so. I think it'd be hilarious. Yeah. Well, now, now we're jumping onto something I think that would be fun that we could do for multiple shows. I agree. There's a lot of shit mm-hmm. TV shows. There sure is. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't watch a whole lot. So, yeah, well, I mean, just throw something random on. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, we don't have a lot. But yeah. We don't watch a whole lot either. Uh, mm. The stuff we do watch tends to not be along those lines of like The Bachelor, okay. the garbage TV. But I'm sure, we can, I'm sure we can find plenty. Well, you know what would be fun is we could do crap TV show like sober, and oh, crap TV shows not sober. Yeah, I think that would also be fun. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to get all a, right. Well, we got to get the other guys on there for that though too. It'd be better with more people. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. It would be because people want to probably get tired of tired of my voice. Yeah, I mean, I've watched it for I don't know about a year now or so because a year it started. It started out so Amanda's watched it since high school, and I've always just had something <laughs> else I could go do. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. 
I've always had it's something been on a long time. somewhere to be or whatever. And so I've never really got suckered into it. But then we started, or she started watching with our neighbor. And then our neighbor's brother moved in with her. And I was like, oh, well, fuck. It'll just be a little group get together. So then I started watching it with them. <laughs> Turns out, like, the night that I met him, he was, like, curled up on a, or the night, Amanda met him, I mean, he was, like, curled up on a chair, eating cheese balls, drinking wine, and crying. So totally oh, not. What? what? Yep, totally not our, like, typical crowd of guys. <laughs> so I, I got I essentially got suckered into watching this with all of them, which was, ended up being fun because we just talked shit the whole time. And then slowly he fell off, and then the neighbor fell off, and then yeah, do I know I'm the only one left watching this though? With I mean with, with okay. Amanda obviously, but is it obvious though? Uh, I sure as hell would not be watching it if it wasn't for. Her. <laughs> to be honest, I probably wouldn't even own a TV if it wasn't for her. I could be perfectly fine not watching TV. Okay, well if you say that, because sometimes we we say, would you rather have TV or would you rather have music? music all day but that's that's easy yeah 99 yeah. of the time when i'm home the mm -hmm. tv's on but it's playing music yeah yeah i like uh was that sugar shack on youtube oh, I, I usually just get on youtube and I'll, I'll type in an artist and let it run the playlist for hours oh. mm -hmm. yeah okay. yeah like sugar shack sugar shack sessions sugar sugar shack what is it okay, that's five times it's a reggae station hmm. they it's all live well when they do it it was live it's not live like at the time yeah but they pick a uh, multiple multiple artists and they just go through different artists uh per session so it's almost like uh that dj mode on amazon music maybe i got you but yeah it's like yeah same genre but it, yeah and it's all like you know no no electronics really just uh mm -hmm. you know a lot of acoustics nice but some of them are like they got this one guy doing like, I mean he's like one man one man band. He's got his uh, keyboard and he's doing a board with his feet, and he's singing at the same time. <laughs> like how are you doing all this multitasking? That's I can't, I can't play guitar. It's, it is, yeah. So they're pretty good. Hmm. Yeah. So what are we gonna do today? We're gonna we're gonna talk about a little bit of fitness stuff, right? But not we're gonna do normal, fitness stuff. Not in our normal context. No, I think today we're gonna go over. Not, we're not gonna be so serious today i think we're gonna talk about we're gonna kind of crap on 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 them all um and maybe support them at the same time yeah right i think they kind of go hand in hand too or the, or they should at least mm -hmm. we we were talking the other day about shame you know people are, are so anti-shame but at the same time shame is also what can kind of force your hand in growth too mm -hmm. so, i mean obviously you should be you know shamed and bullied nonstop every day or anything but sometimes pulling your own head out of your ass because somebody called you out on it is a good thing i totally agree so and i think so for anybody listening to this and if uh, the way it may come out may not be the way you want to receive it but it's something that you you should need to receive it what i what i mean is if if you're morbidly obese now if i'm if a shame would be like calling that person names for being morbidly obese right? right but if i'm also at the same time saying you're beautiful and don't change and you're you're doing great right positive positive motivation is is a good thing and also negative shame calling them names is actually anti-conducive to helping them out right but how does somebody that's morbid, morbidly obese become not morbidly obese and making fun of them isn't 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 the way to do it but i think when we're talking about sh like shame you should you know like holy moly i need to make a change in my life and how do i not become morbidly obese and i think that's that's what we're trying to convey without it being others saying we're, we're just shaming them because it's not healthy to be morbidly obese i don't know why that that's a controversial issue but it, it seems to be in these days a controversial issue. And then if you're just trying to help somebody, then it's automatically shame. How you go about it is, is important. But if, if you're going through life and never feeling shame, you, you're either in a hole or you're a sociopath or, or you're not living in reality. I've, right. 
and we've all, I mean, we've all done something that we're ashamed of and like, I'm not doing that again. That was stupid. Right. And so being morbidly obese is, is, you know, it's not an overnight process. Yeah. And, no. And neither is right? the, re- the reversal process of it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, you know, it's, it's more fun to go out and party and, or do, you know, eat whatever we want, but it adds up and it yep. didn't happen overnight and it won't come off overnight. And usually it, it happens, you know, later in life when it's even harder to come off when it was easier to come on. Mm-hmm. Now, one, one caveat to what you said, because I do, I would generally agree with the, the vast amount of, uh, vast majority of people. However, mm-hmm. there are some people out there that are more motivated by being negatively motivated or are there, they're more motivated by negative connotation or comments, right? Like I know some people that, you know, if you kind of, Hey man, you know, this would be good for you. Maybe you should try to like, it, it's in one ear out the other and mm-hmm. you go the opposite route and you confront them in a negative aspect and you, tell them they're a lazy piece of shit that it, it's almost like it lights a fire and that motivates them. Right. So knowing, knowing your, uh, knowing the person you talk to and, and how they're motivated, like for you, knowing your clients, right. If mm-hmm. one client is motivated by yelling and screaming and one client is motivated by positive affirmation, right. That's on you to know, but so there, there yes. can be some positive, I think from a little bit of shit talking too, but only in the, in very limited situations and you know that that person reacts uh, so you're talking about people that we've built in a rapport with yep right so i think we're talking on a on a macro scale as a society society of shaming uh people that are morbidly obese yeah a stranger a stranger right yeah i mean i wouldn't go that route with a stranger definitely right but i will say no that route is generally the chosen route in military and law enforcement type situations in boot camps right it's generally loud and screaming and in your face and you're gonna fucking do it correct they have pretty good results but you're not morbidly obese in boot camp no not so no no so that that's not your demographic um i wouldn't imagine (laughs) now at least not not in the air force right right i'd back in the day even in my best shape, I wouldn't qualify yeah. for the Air Force. Seriously. Uh, sure. I don't understand what you mean. Oh, you're uh, talking about I, because of your weight? Yeah. You, well, yeah, because, uh, oh, I was, um, I would be, uh, what, 25 pounds over the weight limit? Yep. Be- yeah, exactly. I would be, yeah, probably somewhere around the same. I, I want to say like 25, 30 pounds too much. Mm-hmm. So at I think five foot eleven or five foot ten, your max is I think two oh three. Because for anybody out there that doesn't doesn't understand uh, BMI, BMI doesn't incorporate muscle mass. Nope. So you could be two hundred and fifteen pounds and six foot one, and have ten percent body fat, and you can run a five minute mile. You would be obese in in the Air Force. However. I'm talking about numbers from when I was in from 2000 to 2007, they may, they would, um, could tape, do tape, they would tape your neck. Right. So as long as your neck wasn't too big, um, then you might be okay. So those, those numbers, they might, it might have changed. Um, it's been a long time. So I think they changed them a little bit. The Coast Guard did the same Mm -hmm. thing. They did the, you know, neck to waist ratio thing. And I mean, Mm -hmm. six pack and, you know, veins and, everything yeah. like I was at the time when I first, uh, or I mean, when I went to go get out, I was still technically obese. And I mean, we know a lot of the same people from there. Like you can ask any of them. I definitely was not obese, but because of BMI, yeah. I, I had to get the neck tape every time, which I mm-hmm. thought it was funny. But <laughs> Speaking of but, funny. Yeah. Go um, ahead. So that was what kind of sparked this whole topic for today was, was making fun of different fitness and, and training styles, right? CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Okay. powerlifting, yeah. bodybuilding. Um, and I think you specifically asked why people feel the need to, or why is it so easy to make fun of CrossFitters in particular? So mm-hmm. I want to hear why you think that is. I think it's interesting because um, pretty much all fitness modalities want to make fun of CrossFit. Yeah. And I come from 
starting off as, you know, gym, gym bro, bodybuilding style workouts. And I used to make fun of CrossFit myself. And, and it's just like everybody else, it's due to ignorance. You see, in the number one thing that people make fun of CrossFit for is what? I would say a lot of the uh, technique. Okay, the kipping, technique. Kipping. Well, the kipping, kipping, yep. ding, ding, I have, ding. I have a friend who does CrossFit, and I just refer to him as Kip. That is his name. <laughs> right? And that, that comes from ignorance. If, if you were to say people that do gymnastics, would you, would you make fun of you know, the guys and gals that are, that are on the bars? Uh, like in a serious mean, demeanor or like joking? Yeah, like because joking would you go, making fun of everyone. Well, well, yes, that's what we do. But if no, I had to say, but like particular, a no. that, yeah, but gymnastics. So, so for me, people that do gymnastics are some of the strongest people in the world they're for their weight to, you know, yeah. From their body weight to what they're doing. That's yeah. why people that have done cross uh, gymnastics do so well when they stop doing gymnastics and they, they start doing CrossFit. They do, they do very well um, because their strength to weight ratio is so, so high they're doing a lot of kipping work, but that's because, you know, that's for gymnastics. So, Hey, no big deal. Well, across it kind of takes a lot of other modalities and they kind of mold it into one. Right. Yeah. So when you're doing gymnastic work in CrossFit, you do a kipping pull-ups. Now caveat, if you can't do one strict pull-up, you shouldn't be doing kipping pull-ups. Okay. So yes, that, that, that drives me insane as well. And those that can, you know, do a high number of kipping pull-ups. They usually can do more strict pull-ups than, than a listener out there. Then the person that, that is making fun of the person doing a kipping pull-up can probably do more strict pull-ups than you can. And it's just a fact. Yeah. I mean, I've never tried a kipping pull-up, but I also, I don't have any issue with it either. I give you hell about it just because I can. It's fun. Yeah. And same and with my there's nothing kip. wrong with that. Mm -hmm. So, but so, and I, I somewhat started out the same way, right? The somewhat of the gym bro, body lift, body, uh, bodybuilding type of lifting, and made fun of CrossFit as it came in, and it was new. Um, but I, I mean, I follow CrossFit. I follow yeah. individual CrossFit competitors because it was like a fad, a right? A lot of people that do it. Yeah, um, I started out as a fad. Of, yeah, I, I think people make fun of CrossFit because it's it's easy to make some th make make fun of something you're not comfortable with right mm -hmm. a lot of people are very uncomfortable when they're put into uncomfortable situations whereas sure. i think people like us not only our, our military background but through a gym background just having been in a gym for so long we're comfortable being mm -hmm. uncomfortable so i feel like we can make fun of powerlifting we can make fun of bodybuilding we can make mm -hmm. fun of crossfit but we can also understand appreciate and respect them. and yeah and appreciate mm -hmm. the the feats that all those people are able to do mm -hmm. i mean the the sheer size and amount of muscle that a bodybuilder can put on is fucking unreal but mm -hmm. i mean we could also talk about their uh their suits and their tan and their oil whereas right you know, a power lifter you know <laughs> somebody that can deadlift over a thousand pounds but they you know we can talk about their eating habits and how unhealthy they are on a you know, just on a general health level, there's probably no reason for somebody to weigh 440 pounds. Not for health longevity. Right. So, I mean, we can pick no. them all apart, but we CrossFit, I think it's apart. easy. CrossFit's easy to make fun of because it's still the newest, right? Mm -hmm. Everything else has been around forever. Strongman, powerlifting, bodybuilding, running even. I mean, hell, we can make fun of runners all yeah. day too. Right. And there's more injuries in running than there is CrossFit, but that's, that's for another day, right? Right. Um, yeah, you know, going back is I, I used to make fun of it. And, uh, one day I just started to try it. And once I actually tried it, I thought, wow, wow, this is, this is pretty cool because, you know, you're in the gym and I, I, I bench a certain weight, I squat a certain weight and I dealt up a certain weight. Okay. Now what? Yeah. You know? Who cares? 
nobody cares. No, no one you realize that nobody gives a shit. Then it's it just kind of kind of takes it away a little bit. Not as because I do it because I I need somebody to care, but that moment in your head, you're like, hey, I reach I reached this goal number. Well, now I guess I just need to find a new goal. Where in CrossFit, one, I was really humbled, really fast because I I went into CrossFit pretty strong. But and I thought I was I thought I was fit. Uh, I wasn't fit at all. And I got to kind of use the stuff I learned. And, you know, you can do competitions and you can, you know, do classes. And I've never really did classes before. And I was like, wow, this is kind of fun being pushed doing, you know, jerks in class and and sit ups and pull ups and ha -ha, kipping pull ups ha -ha -ha, and all that type of stuff when you're with others. And in where it's not like so much ego i mean there's always gonna be ego involved in whichever you do because you know you want to go fast but i always want to focus on doing it well uh, and pushing myself but i learned to appreciate everybody else in the class because without them i'm not pushing as hard so they're making me work out a lot better than when i'm when i would do it on my own so there's there's a big appreciation there and it's just kind of the fact that you know i can press at the time, almost 200 pounds over my head, just a strict press. And then, then I went to do a, like a, it was a 95 pound overhead squat. And I thought it was one of my first work, like first week in CrossFit. I thought this should be a piece of cake, 95 pounds, no big deal. And it threw me on my ass. All I had to do was 15 overhead squats and run 400 meters, do it five times. Shouldn't be a problem. It was, I didn't even make the time cap. I think it capped out 16 minutes. And I, and I finished it at like 16.07. And I was like, I was pissed. I, I, I left the gym and I was mad. And I was like, this shouldn't be that hard. And so that, that, that madness, if you will, made me really, really enjoy it. So I really came to appreciate it. And then uh, the more I did cross it, the more I was like, the more I hated bicep curls. Because <laughs> I just texted the other day, I did my first bicep curl in years. They yeah. never do them. Um, but that's the first thing people look, look at. Are you fit? Do you have big biceps? It means you're fit. Yeah. I mean, it's not every day that you're walking around with, like, your quads and your hamstrings out, though, too. I mean, what else? Right. Yeah, exactly. They're reasonably uh, accessible mm -hmm. to look at. <laughs> Unless you have your, you know, a schmedium shirt on. Right. To show that, show that chest, right? So, yeah, I know. And I get it. Like, because uh, I used to make fun of them uh i evolved i i tried it out and i'm sure you know people are going to keep making fun of it oh, um yeah. and, and that's just what we do we we just talk we just talk shit and i think human beings are naturally meant to talk trash about what they don't know about and what they don't understand yep. and then some people you know some people do try it and they don't like it because not every gym is created equal uh, i've coached across it you know at other gyms and i've been a member at other gyms and not every gym is the same and there's always the, the whole CrossFit community is they're very, you know, opening and welcoming. And that's kind of a bunch of bullshit because not every gym is opening and welcoming as others. So you might walk into the wrong gym. You had the wrong coach at the wrong time. And, you know, you're not coming back. So that, that definitely happens. Uh, it's a, it's a two day course. You can do CrossFit and like, oh, I had a lot of fun. And I went, went and got my CFL one and now I'm a CrossFit coach. You know, so that certainly happens. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot more than that to, to coaching people, uh, all walks of life that come in, come in through those doors. So people have different experiences. Yeah. I, I mean, hell, we were talking before we started recording, I, I literally just looked into a local CrossFit gym yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. I, my, my issue with it has never necessarily, never uh, particularly been that, I don't want to do CrossFit or I, I'll refuse to try CrossFit. I've looked into it over and over yeah. for a few years. Mm -hmm. My problem is the timing. There's no CrossFit gym out right. there that I know of that is anywhere near where I've lived that has a class mm -hmm. at 4 a.m. Right. Um, that makes it, sense. If so. I can't make the times that they have because of my work schedule, I mean, I'm not leaving work to go to the gym. You know what I mean? It, it no, just makes no, you sense. can't. No, it doesn't. And, and you know, the other thing is CrossFit what people would say is expensive. Now, if you're a personal training 
client at a global gym versus like a CrossFit gym. And if it's a good CrossFit gym, and let's just make, make those assumptions. A good CrossFit gym, the times work. You know, let's say if you're in a big, big city metropolitan area, you could expect to pay at least $175 a month or more if you for unlimited CrossFit, right? $175. Holy crap. That's yeah. where you're gonna pay. So if, let's say you you I'm you come see me at a global gym when when I was training, you're paying me up to $65 per hour. And if you see me four days a week, you can see how fast that's going to add up. If you see me once a week at $65 a shot, right? And just once a week times four plus your gym membership, you're paying more than the CrossFit gym, right? So the CrossFit gym is cheaper for, for like a personal training client. Now, uh, I consider myself uh, a pretty advanced uh, personal trainer, coach, all that type of stuff. If you see me one time a week versus going to CrossFit five days a week, you're going to get better results at, at a CrossFit gym. You just are because you're all, you're constantly doing something. Now I might write you a program for the other four days. I want to do in the gym, which you'll have to pay me for on top of my regular rate. Cause that's my time. Right. But then now you're working out on your own. And the people that typically see me are people that need that guidance and they're not working out consistently on their own multiple days so the value actually goes towards crossfit and you know i've had clients ask actually ask me hey i was thinking about joining a crossfit gym in my head I'm like son of a gun right and then and i always tell them well it's you know it's probably a good idea if, if you're able to do it um there's a saying that crossfit crossfit is for everybody but crossfit isn't for everybody um if everybody was healthy, didn't have, you know, joint problems and so many, uh, so many issues, past surgeries and contraindications, then there are times when it's not quite your cup of tea. And plus some people don't do well with a group, uh, group of uh, class. Um, they get too competitive or they they get too intimidated. Um, or they take it. Um, one thing that was common is newer, newer members coming in and they see the other members so far advanced, than that they are at and they say well i want to be like that and they break down when when you should be appreciating the work that those people have been doing and not comparing yourself so there are there are drawbacks of classes for some people obviously you, i mean we can't speak for every crossfit gym um yep. would you say generally for somebody you know not necessarily in horrible shape but maybe they're not very yeah. advanced and they come into a crossfit gym and it is a pretty serious gym and most of the clients are fairly advanced Mm -hmm. Is that, are most CrossFit gyms a pretty welcoming, opening type of community? I think they I mean, are. Because mm -hmm. there's, there's a pretty strong negative connotation with powerlifting and bodybuilding gyms that it's a bunch of meatheads and they're all going to be assholes. And so, you know, I don't want to go there. So I'm going to go to whatever global gym, kind of fitness, LA, take your pick. Yeah. Right. Whereas, yep. I mean, I initially had that thought when I first got into fitness, but I learned mm -hmm. very quickly with traveling for work um, all across yeah. the country, I ended up specifically targeting and see seeking out those mom and pop powerlifting grunge type gyms because uh -huh. they always had the greatest fucking people in them. They're always nice. Okay. They're always helpful. Hey man, there's a really mm -hmm. good breakfast spot down the road after the gym. If you, I mean, they're always the best people to work out with and I okay. knew none of them, you know, I, I yeah. might live thousands of miles away from them. Um, whereas yeah. when I couldn't find those gyms and I ended up at a, in an LA fitness or a lifetime or whatever, it was always mm. the worst fucking experiences. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I would say CrossFit as a whole is definitely more welcoming. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I know, cause I have gone to other CrossFit gyms uh, throughout the country when I travel, um, like specifically Florida, um, now in Texas, uh, and obviously where uh, I'm from in Washington. Uh, and so each one I go to, they've all, typically been really you know welcoming and and some a lot of members will come say hi ask you where you're from uh so in that in that respect i think it's definitely more welcoming you know you walk i walk into a anytime fitness or something in florida because i've got i can go to any of them there you know you they might say hi to you and you just walk in and then right and i feel like those gyms own. i feel like those gyms don't have any sense of community right like you go to a mom and pop gym mm -hmm. and 
everybody knows everybody or they are they're at least yep. accustomed to seeing the same people all the time so when somebody new comes in there's always going to be at least you know one or two people that are more of an outgoing personality that they'll reach out and hey man what's going on who are you for sure um, mm-hmm. i figured and i think that's great because the they are yeah and especially your your smaller ones um like you're saying the mom and pop feel because i think the, the further away they get from that the more they're gonna lose that Right. Um, you know, um, I think, I think the CrossFit like games athletes also puts a, a fake reality on what CrossFit really is. Um, why is that? Well, because those are your, your one percenters, right? They, they, most of them don't have a job. Training is their job. Oh, That's their yeah. life, that <laughs> type of thing. So they set these uh, unreal, unrealistic expectations. Uh, majority of people that are, are that are in your gym are they're not going to the games or, or, no. you know, regionals. Well, when they had them, but, but right. I mean that'd be like far- saying you you can play in the NBA if you pick up a couple pick up games on the street of basketball, right? Yeah. Not really. And CrossFit as a whole is just really advanced. Um, I remember like what 2007. I think one of the top deadlifts was like 550, yeah. 505, right? You know, if, if you were, if you could deadlift 500 pounds, you, you'd be in the, like the top five in the CrossFit games. And now, you know, everybody's doing that. Yeah. Man, so, CrossFit athletes, as far as uh, like the games level competitors are freaks. Mm-hmm. They're extremely they're insane. The amount they of are insane. workload they can go through and, mm-hmm. and still stand afterwards is unreal. I know. Yeah. And I think that, that that's a topic which I think would be fun to go through on, on a different day of CrossFit and uh, how they're able to recover so well. Uh, I think we'll table that one because I, I definitely have thoughts on that as well. Yeah. Um, because I think uh, that's one thing I like, like bodybuilding. I think we're a lot more open about what I might be insinuating. Um, and it's just kind of accepted. And yep. the CrossFit community has a little bit like, uh, you know, got their fingers in the ears and, you know, saying, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what you're talking about. It's just one or two or three that are getting, getting popped. But yeah, like I said, we'll, I think we'll talk about that another day. No different than any other professional athlete. <clears throat> no, because I, all right. I know I said another different topic, different day, but <laughs> you know me. Last, last sentence, you got 15 seconds to go. All right. So of all sports in the world, which one would you think would need those type of things to cover the most? Okay. That's all I'll say. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yep. All right. So, yeah. So, yeah. CrossFit, people make fun of it. I get it. Uh, and I, I think it's funny when, because I think specifically it's mostly powerlifters, I find. And, and define yourself as a powerlifter, by the way. If, if you just go to the gym and you do a couple of deadlifts and you bench and you squat like once a week, you're a powerlifter. I mean, come on, define a powerlifter for me. Me? Yeah. Man, I don't know because powerlifting, so I, I, I really like following um I, I don't even know what to call them as a whole fitness sports i guess you like body i like following all of them right um uh-huh. i'll follow some strongman stuff and um mm-hmm. hell I'll, i mean i'll even watch uh like bodybuilding shows on pay-per-view or whatever you know like i, wow. I watch i'll watch all of it um uh-huh. and powerlifting seems to be going through a crazy evolution just like everything else that stereotypical, mm-hmm. hey man, I'm gonna, I'm only gonna bench today. That's all I'm doing, and I'm gonna spend four yeah. hours doing it. Tomorrow, uh-huh. I'm gonna eat eight thousand calories, and then the next day, yeah. I'm only gonna squat for four. Like that seems to be going away. Um, mm-hmm. There seems to be more and more people that are getting rid of that belief system that hey, I have to break three hundred pounds in order to bench this, or I have to break three hundred pounds to be able to bench or I mean, I squat a thousand pounds. And not to give sole credit to any one person, I, I think the belief system and the lifestyle transition of somebody like Mark Bell, who has a lot of those records, went through the, the powerlifting process for years, you know, trained mm-hmm. at Westside Barbell, opened his own company, has his own gym. People like him are, are forcing that t- transition, right? Like you've got Dr. Deadlift, you've got Mark Bell, you've got mm-hmm. Nsima and Yang, you've got, um, hell, even Half Thor. Look at Half Thor is a fucking freak, man. He was 440 pounds at one point. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know the weight off the top of my head, but I believe he's sub three and he's, yeah, he's what, really, six, seven. he's a giant, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, Larry wheels by no means is fat oh, and yeah. he's got world records under his belt. I mean, they're, they're getting away from that 
I don't want to say lazy because they obviously put in the work to be able to lift those weights, but yeah, that sluggish style of training, I think is going away. Um, a little bit, a little bit. So been, would you say, yeah, because to me, you know, what, what is strong? If Depends. I am 440 pounds and I deadlift a thousand pounds, if I am 185 pounds, 195, and I deadlift 719 pounds, <clears throat> Dr. Deadlift, what's strong, right? Well, it's, I think. It's, it's based on the context of the question, right? Like if you're pairing a 440-pound person and a 200-pound person and say, hey, I want both of you guys to lift the same amount of weight. I mean, that whole equation from the start is flawed. So well, I, I think strong is dependent on the person. They're both strong. Pound, but pound for pound, to me, like out, like it, that strength, it, it's more impressive for me if you're 200 and you're just, you're lifting close to what somebody, you know, more than double your weight. Now, if you're going to go, like, if we're going to have a tug of war, you know, half floor is going to destroy him. Like, he's got, he's got the weight, right? He's, you know, he's just not going to be able to, he's going to bash his head in, like in Game of Thrones, right? Probably doesn't help that, so, you know, one finger is the thickness of the rope, too. I mean, the guy's yeah. just a monster. <laughs> He, he's unreal. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's really changed because I think he recognizes one, when you're that tall, that's also a, uh, like a longevity issue. And mm -hmm. in that size, trying to keep it up, have a health, healthy, long life uh, is, is not really conducive to that. Um, and even, you know, eating all those calories constantly. Right. Is, yeah. But, but the thing is, you know, cause he's like strongman training. I, he, he's training for something. You know, a lot of people I notice that are making fun of others. They're not training for something. Just because you walk in the gym and you go, you do back squat and deadlifts and bench doesn't make you a powerlifter. Just because I walk into a CrossFit gym, just because I took a couple classes, doesn't necessarily mean you're a CrossFitter. You know, can you do the movements? You should be able to do the basic movements. Have you done a competition? Um, and I think now, like you're saying, they're, they're specializing more. Powerlifters aren't just doing you know, bench on Mondays and back squat on Tuesdays and taking a rest day and eating and then deadlifts, they're, they're doing a lot more specialization to enhance yeah. those lifts. So they think, think they're learning that you can do those lifts, but you also don't have to be that way. And these other things that actually help out the lift overall, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there that are at these lighter body weights that mm -hmm. are stronger than some of these bigger guys. For sure. And I think we need to give a shout out to uh, Clarence Kennedy because the guy is insane as well. <laughs> I, I, he gets an injustice in my mind because not enough people know who this guy is. And I just, I just, I'm in awe when he, he works out and he's about my size and just destroys those weights. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. You know, you're doing, you know, over 650 pound pause squats for reps. It, it just it blows me away. And yeah. just his clean and jerk and snatch work is amazing. All right. Yeah. I mean, I would say I'm, for what I do, my training style, I, mm -hmm. I would say I'm fairly strong. I, I'm not mm -hmm. necessarily very strong by any means. But if you take me and put me into a CrossFit class, I'm probably going to get my ass handed to me uh, just because I can't do some of those movements. It's so the movement. Strong, strong in my training, I feel mm -hmm. like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm all right. Strong in your style yeah. of training, I would be like less than a beginner. Well, the thing is you have, you know, if you're somewhat athletic, right, you'll pick it up pretty fast. You know how to deadlift. So you, you got that part down, but you just don't, you haven't trained like clean and jerk and snatch into gymnastics, right? Never. Not once. That's about it. Mm -hmm. So, but you can do strict pull-ups. Oh, so yeah. For, for you, it's just learning the technique of, of, of kipping. Well, you had a good, good example of your overhead squat though, right? You you know, you said you can press right. overhead mm -hmm. press 200 pounds. Uh, I mean, just yesterday I did 105 pound yeah. dumbbell presses for, I don't know, shoulder presses for, I think like five reps, but you yeah. give me an empty barbell of 45 pounds and put it over my head and try to squat. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. Right. And that, yeah, that's the difference. And that's where you get humbled big time. So, but that's, so you get alone, that. Yeah, I alone are, are, I'm kind of a good example of strong and weak at the same time. Mm -hmm. right? it's, it's a different capacity, but um, I think you do really well. The, 
the thing is with somebody that is already built low body fat and he has large muscles uh they're they're actually at a higher risk in like in, in crossfit when they just start out so especially with a big ego uh, if you have more muscle tissue to, to break down which creates a lot more acid in the blood and and can cause problems but so that that's what happened to me was uh not that i was as big as you when i started but they would only let me do half reps like uh, my very first workout was murph and if everybody doesn't know what murph is it's it's a mile run and it's 100 push-ups 100 pull-ups 200 push-ups and 300 air squats another mile run all body weight yep and they said i've done it it's not fun it's not horrible but it's not fun Uh uh-huh it's it's it just sucks enough but it keeps motivated right and they would only let me do 50 50 pull-ups and and at the time i couldn't do kipping pull-ups so you know they were all strict and i mean i was destroyed for about six days i could hardly move i was so sore i'd wake up in the middle of the night um my first two weeks in crossfit i was i mean i've never been so sore and actually it's coming up again soon, right? They do it on Memorial Day? Memorial, yeah. Memorial Murph, yeah. Yeah, so I'm hoping to get to it again. I might have uh, to maybe, I'll, maybe I'll drive to Houston. Yeah, I was going to say, I might have to go build a yeah. new pull-up bar. Drive, have you drive out here, and we can, uh, we'll can we get the other guys on the podcast, do it on our phones, and we can yeah. all do it at the same time. That'd be cool. That'd be real cool. So You were just uh, talking about doing yeah. group, group chat, group, you know, Zoom was. type workout. That might be the one to do. Um. Yeah, it gives me time to get a respectful time again. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to prep. I'm just going to go for it when it happens. Oh, man, I'm going to be doing the CPR on you. That's all right. I did, okay, find, well, I did find the last two times. Okay. Well, you'll be, well, you're still running and stuff. So, you're, I mean, you're conditioned somewhat. Yeah. Right? But you're, you're right about certain movements. When you put weight over your head, it, it totally changes everything. Because the, you, when you do an overhead squat, if you've got mobility issues, you can hide it on a clean, you can hide it on a back squat, you can hide it on a front squat, but you can't hide mobility issues on an overhead squat. You can't compensate. You're going to come fly on your toes. You're going to fall forward. Something is going to go awry when you've got mobility issues on an overhead squat for sure. And so a 45 pound bar turns into a lot of weight uh, really fast. I got to get For you sure. to make that drive from San Antonio to Houston here pretty soon, especially now that the weather's getting nice. And uh, you can give me a little impromptu CrossFit class and I'll pay you an alcohol. <laughs> I'm not drinking alcohol right now. None at all? No. All right. Well, then we're going to wait until you're drinking again. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking a little hiatus. I got you. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I'll do yeah, that occasionally. I've, gone, uh, I've had three, three drinks. Uh, three weeks now nice yeah not yeah. bad yeah starting not that april I have a first i'll be i'll be cutting again april 1st so i'll be cutting back on alcohol soon too mm-hmm. i i had been working on getting a lot of size and i got up to just about 230 and uh i realized uh handstand walks and and keeping pull-ups for everybody out there to make fun of me and ring muscle ups, it just does not work. Uh, oh, I bet doing pull ups right now for me even is not mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to drop some size. Uh, I need to get to about 205. Uh, that's when I usually do best, where I can still keep most of my numbers uh, where I want them for the heavy weights, but then I can also not destroy those joints. Uh, and I'll, I've also had a you know pretty large hernia that uh, I've been dealing with which i'm still working with i just have eliminated the ghd which is one of my favorite machines but other than that and a a torn shoulder which is i think finally starting to get better because you know uh, i i haven't had a bench i haven't been able to bench very well i can't do a push-up and now body weight stuff seems to hurt more but i can do snatch and clean and jerk no problem see that's Uh, really all i want to I just want to learn how to do those just so I can throw them in. I'm not, I don't mm-hmm. plan on changing my training, but I would like to throw in a little extra stuff here. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one thing that I'm mm-hmm. not interested in tackling without somebody to coach me. Cause I feel like it'd be an easy way to fuck yourself up too. Yeah. Those shows, you know, a lot of times is, is learning how to warm up for it. Right. Um, is it just, just diving right in? Um, so 
we had uh, I don't want to say who it is, a, a good friend of ours put out a question yeah. the other day asking for some okay. help with with training and nutrition, right? Okay, uh, yeah. And I don't want to go into specifics of how that how that played out. And I think I probably came across as a dick in my response, which was not my intention. Uh, <laughs> not that it matters because he's not going to listen to this for probably a year anyways. Right. But if you were to say one thing uh, would mm-hmm. be, or, or maybe even two, I'll, I'll give you a second option. The most important thing to do in health aspect of training and nutrition um, regardless of type of training, powerlifting, bodybuilding, CrossFit, running, whatever the fuck, Tabata, or not Tabata, um, what's that other, Zumba. Well, you're talking about hit. Yeah, oh, Zumba. I mean, if you were to pick one thing out of everything or two to reach your goals, what would you say it would be? To reach your goals out of all those modalities, we're talking about weight loss? Weight loss or, or weight gain. Just in general, think, think about what he was asking, right? And how we respond. Well, Okay. Well, and I can answer. I would say, if that helps. No, I got an answer, and I think it's. I think it'll be an answer that you're not expecting, Uh, and it's just because of everybody that I've always worked with is something that they don't do, and it's something that I've I've constantly said over and over and over again. Uh, One, people always ask me questions that are specifics, and they don't know the basics, and I always say, forget the forget the specifics learn the basics that to me is first and then also drink some goddamn water see it's the water i would agree um i wasn't thinking about Mm -hmm. that i was gonna say and this and that was my response to him and why i didn't want to help him particularly was Mm consistent consistency and time for sure but if you master Mm -hmm. your basics and you're consistent and you give it time and you hydrate and recover I don't yeah. care what you do. It's going to work. It will. So, you know, cause I, I was thinking more nutrition wise because consistency, consistency is key. Yep. Do the right thing. Do it well for a long time. You'll improve. If you just go to the gym and you do your basic compound lifts and you do them well, and you, you leave there with a sweat, you worked hard and you know, you worked hard. Not that, you know, you did the exercises, but in your mind, you're lying to yourself, right? If you know you went in there, you did, you know, bench, some squats, some pull-ups one day, and then, you, you know, hit other compound lifts consistently through the week, drink plenty of water, you're going to improve and, and do them well. You don't have to have the most elaborate program in the world if you're not training for something, right? You're just trying to go to the gym and better your life, get healthier, do the compound lifts, do them well, drink water, and do it over time, and you will improve and get stronger. So I think yeah. over anything, if you want to be CrossFit, power lifter, bodybuilder, I don't care what it is. If you just get strong, you're going to get better, right? Your, yeah. your main goal should, get, should be to get strong. And, and in my opinion, I think, and this is how I did it, was you should be doing strength training before you really want to be really, in, like if you want to be, if your goal is to be a really good CrossFitter, or if you want to be a really, really good power lifter, you want to be a really good bodybuilder. Get fucking strong. Yep. Yeah. I. That's my number one regret with how I've progressed through everything is I wish that in the very beginning, I would have prioritized getting stronger over getting leaner. That's my one, yeah. my one regret is I wish I would have started out just trying to get strong as hell. Yeah. And everything was, will just kind of fall into place. Yep. And mm-hmm. again, not to even mention him again, I, I guess, but. Mark Bell, at the end of every one of his podcasts, he has a a saying that I I think is almost unable to be argued with, and that strength is never a weakness. You cannot, there's, there's no argument. And I think that that applies to anything, right? Whether that's Mm -hmm. physical strength, um, you know, the strength to be disciplined in whatever the fuck you're doing, the mental strength to maintain whatever, Mm -hmm. I mean, strength in general, I, I don't think there's any way to twist it into being a weakness. I agree. And one step further, I'm kind of sidestepping, take a, take a bodybuilder. If you have like a bodybuilder, like, like a, a big, like a big dude that is, is a large and he does shows or she, sorry, is if I'm, if I'm somebody in a position of hiring somebody, 
to somebody that is a bodybuilder and they do it really well that to me there that shows the consistency the dedication that that person has and that stuff typically will translate yeah take somebody that is an avid crossfitter and they do you know if like they're doing they're making it to regionals or they're doing sanctioned events that that is a dedicated person that is somebody that you can you can probably rely on um they're they're going to be a little bit different because their, their time is a lot different than somebody in, in bodybuilding because you can you you can train uh less to be a bodybuilder as far as time per per session um and because it's getting so specialized it's getting more competitive more people are going into so more people that do crossfit right more it picks up the more competitive it also gets uh i think uh another thing with bodybuilding when we make fun of it you know because we, we you know i always call them like half reps uh you know wow way to work a half rep but well you know if you don't understand it you don't mm-hmm. understand why somebody's doing a half rep right so you make fun of somebody doing a half rep just yeah. like somebody doing a back squat right if they don't go full depth full depth what do we do fucking tease them right look at that look at that jackass is doing a core squat yep well there's actually studies that have shown if i'm a basketball player it's actually beneficial to do a half rep for vertical for vertical jump and i'm going to mix that with plyometrics right so you would say well look at that guy doing you know he's not a large guy he's not a bodybuilder why is he doing a half you know half rep now now if you're doing like a quarter rep and you're loading four plates on each side i'm going to make fun of you if i if i'm not saying anything out loud in my head i'm teasing you if you're doing a quarter rep and put four plates on each side you look like but anyway anything you do though should be good technique any lift and you can always tell the, the guy or girl that's been doing a long time is when they're tired, that's when good technique falls through. Yep. Uh, anybody that follows CrossFit uh, knows who Richard Froning is. When he's tired, his reps actually look better. The guys, like his Olympic lifts look flawless. And the dude's like been working out for the, like the last 24 hours and it's insane, mm-hmm. right? But again, these are your one percenters. But you have one percenters mm-hmm. in bodybuilding, you have one percenters in powerlifting that may not represent the whole, but that's kind of what we look at and we make fun of other, other, you know, modalities of training. Because to me, if you're doing fitness, you should be, you know, you're trying. And if, you know, you shouldn't be judged, uh, you know, you should be applauded. I don't care if you're doing Zumba, if you're doing something, that's great. Now, when we get to know each other, like you and all our other buds, you know, I'm going to make fun of you all day long and you should be make fun of me and, and then we'd go have a drink later on and haha, no, no, no big deal. So yep. at the end of the day, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But, but there are people that, re- that in any way that we use, like, so, you know, social media is, is like the dredge of the world. But if any time, because we were talking about this the other, the other day, I was thinking about making like a, a stupid TikTok platform of just making fun of everything that's not CrossFit. Because, because CrossFit, that's like low hanging fruit. If yeah. I'm making fun of CrossFit, it's low hanging fruit. Ha ha ha. Yeah, I never heard. It's like making fun of a vegan so, by, by saying bacon. Like if, if you if you make a joke about bacon to a vegan, you're not fucking original. You're fucking dumb and you're so like not funny. Like it, everybody makes a bacon joke to a vegan. But anyway, it's not that I may, you know, I, I respect vegans. I don't know how you do it. Uh, I, I went a month. Um, I wish I could do it. Well, I wish we could get rid of factory farming. But anyway, that's another topic for another day. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, yeah, sorry, my ADHD is just starting to kick in. But nope, you're good. Um, is it yeah, the ADHD I mean, I can, or is it the uh, the energy drink you're drinking? Oh, energy drinks. They just keep they keep me calmer. I swear to God. Like I can drink I mean, this at nine p.m. or ten p.m. <clears throat> it's not going to keep me up. I can go straight to bed. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, really, um, I uh, I really wish I never had an energy drink in my life. Uh, I had, when I first started training, uh, personal training, we had these, uh, what were they? Uh, not NO, NO explodes. Mm-hmm. Was it? No, endo yep. rush by BSN. They had these BSN they're called an endo rush. Oh dude. I, I never had one. Well, I, you know, at the time, this was years and years ago, I was a single dude and I would have clients at four in the morning. And I even had one that would, that would go 9 p.m. at night. There were times when I slept in the office in the gym because I my kids, uh, at the time, I didn't have them either. 
I had no life. My life was a gym, I, I, but I loved it. So one day I picked up an endo rush and one endo rush was two servings. Well, one endo rush turned into, I would drink half and then I was like, ah, let's just do the whole thing. Well, then it turned into, I'm drinking two endo rushes a day uh, because I loved them. They, they give me that wired feeling, it actually worked. Well, like caffeine and any other drug, the more you drink it, the more you, you have to get more. And then we got to a point where, and I don't have a problem. I sound like I have a problem. Is they stop making them. They discontinue them because of, uh, like, think like uh, certain drinks, they get off the market. They, they release certain things. And they, and, and so then I was like, okay, I got to stop drinking some energy drinks. And so I just cut cold turkey. Well, it was, it was migraine central that if, because once I just stopped, um, yep. I couldn't like, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't function. My head hurt just so bad. So I was like, well, I'll just drink, you know, one energy drink to keep the, the you know, migraines at bay. So I did, and it kind of through time, I would, I would just kind of picked up the habit. So it's definitely my most unhealthy habit is drinking uh, like, uh, like the blue, blue can rock star. It's the only energy drink I typically like. I don't like any other rock star out there besides the blue can. And it's the one, it, it's hardest one to find. They never have them. So I have to seek out one. And so then, like you're saying, I, I just tried this ghost energy drink. I don't even know who makes it. Ghost. I don't know if it's a parent company, but it's ghost. The, yeah. Same, same company that makes uh, like protein and pre-workout and uh, they've okay. got, I think a yeah. creatine product and just supplements. In gotcha. General. Okay. Yep. So, uh, but now I'm down to one a day. Um, so I've definitely got a lot better than I was, you know, back a long time ago. And I don't really drink pre-workout anymore either. So before I go to the gym, I don't ever do pre-workout. Uh, mostly for that reason, because pre-workout is, you don't, it's not something you need. It's a luxury right. item. Uh, but sometimes it's nice to have them. But they just, uh, I just really drink them so I don't get a massive headache. Um, yeah, I drink a lot of the, a lot of shit like that. Um not only for the migraine prevention, but also like I literally thoroughly enjoy the taste of them. I mean, I'll yeah they came out with like some caffeine free ones, and I'll even drink the caffeine free ones. Um, wow, I still I still take pre workout though, I, and I have a shitload of energy drinks in my pantry and my fridge right now. Mm. But yeah, to be honest, if I I don't know, it, I've I've gone a while without pre workout as well, and I've done the non stem pre workouts. Um, and then I've done just a shot of black espresso for pre-workout before. And to be honest, there if I was okay with dropping a grand on a decent espresso machine, I probably wouldn't take pre-workout either. I would just take a shot of espresso and be perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, I don't drink coffee of any kind. Yeah. yeah. We can just go ahead and end this fucking episode now then. Well, you know, it's funny. Well, whatever. I can't talk to you if you don't um, drink coffee. I'm from Washington. I don't That's drink even coffee. worse. Yep. And, uh, I'm surprised they didn't tax you extra or something. Uh, you know, don't put that in their head. Oh, yeah, they probably would. They're not. Uh, they're not against taxing you on anything. Luckily, you live in Texas now. I do. How's and your I'm, first? I, what's, I, what's it been? A week, right? How's your first week in Texas? First week in Texas has been fantastic. Um, I got here last Sunday. Um, now I've been unloading boxes the entire week like a madman. I think there's about four boxes left Been setting up the whole house. Uh, the wife has been at work the whole time. Uh, so it's basically been myself the whole time unloading. Uh, and then I've had, uh, I've got some vehicles to fix from the ride here. Um, my left turn signal decided to just fall off. So I have no left turn signal it is somewhere in New Mexico. Um, I don't, don't know where uh, I had a change of brake on the way. But other than that, it was pretty smooth sailing. I, I towed our Jeep, which is a slug, heavy as hell. So I, I think I averaged about five miles per gallon over 1,700 miles. Um, luckily, that was before the whole Ukraine-Russia uh, invasion. So gas um, hadn't gone up ex exponentially besides California, which I did pay five sixty-nine a gallon in Needles. No, not Needles, California, in uh, Fresno, California. It was that um, much in Fresno? Holy shit. No, needles. Needles. Okay. It was five it was five dollars a gallon anywhere in California. Yeah, from, I can see that. From Wairica down. But what was crazy is is I found when Needles, California is basically the border of Arizona. 
Yep. And there's nothing there. I found no, there's not. But the uh, the gas on the border in California, five sixty nine, go right three miles to Arizona. It was three like three seventy nine. Yep. So luckily, I saw that, and I filled up there because now, like now in Texas, I got I'm paying three fifty nine a gallon, and everybody here is you know like when I got here it was three oh nine, and I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah. And three fifty nine is still awesome because back home in Washington it's over four. See, and I've been in Texas two years, and I'm pissed at yep. the three fifty that I paid today. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I moved here, so I moved here March March fifteenth two years ago. And it was a dollar mm-hmm. fifty two, and I was so happy at a dollar fifty two. That's insane. And that now it's three fifty. Mm-hmm. So three fifty pisses me off because my fuel it expenses should. have doubled. Oh yeah, no, and you're you're feeling what I've been feeling for the, like the past ten years. Yeah. I mean, I've been in Washington since two thousand and five. And then I was in California before that. And before that, I was in Washington my whole life. So right. I'm used to high gas. Uh, but other than get, other than that, the gas prices here in Texas, for me, have been a lot better. Um, I can fill up my, my truck now for less than $100. So that's good. Uh, the weather has been fantastic. Um, I haven't put a sweatshirt on once, which is awesome. And, <laughs> you probably won't uh, until December. Yeah. And it's been great. Um, and the house, we got a nice house. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to complain about. Right. Um, the only thing that I, only thing that, that is, that is missing is my family. I can't, and the mountains. I do, I love the mountains, but I will trade the mountains right now for a while for the sun. Cause I'm so sick of the rain. Uh, in, in, in the driving out here that the, these people are insane, but they're my people. Right. <laughs> so I'm like getting past, I'm going like 80 and people are passing me like, man, this is great. Why, why do they even have state troopers on the road? I don't even understand. Like how fast do you have to be going here in Texas to be pulled over? Because man, I'm usually cruising at 80 to 85 and mm-hmm. uh, I've never had an issue and I'm usually getting past and those people don't even get stopped. So, I mean, unless you're right. in like a construction road, uh, constru- construction zone. Uh, okay. I mean, really, you got to be doing something dumb, I, I think. Right. Okay. I will say, though, people have been cutting me off, like, just on my way here. I had somebody they, that, I swear, they, they missed their turn, whatever. They're, they came right in front of me. So that has happened multiple times where I appreciate the speed, but I've been cut off multiple times. I've had to bite my tongue. Yep. Um, Cause I'm just like, you know what? I'm just trying to, I'm trying to turn a new leaf with my driving. Sometimes I get a little worked up. <laughs> so I'm trying to be Same. a little more calm. And, but man, sometimes I'm like, okay, that one was enough, but overall it's, it's been great. They have short, the on-ramps are pretty short. So you yep. need to hit that speed quick. Yep. Uh, and they're all, and then, and the thing is there's like left-hand exits. So when I've been going to, to base, I have to do this like a quick merge all the way to the right. So I'm crossing traffic to the right and then I get on another on ramp and I have to get to the left and these short. So that part has been a little like, Oh, Hey, y'all, I'm just, Hey, give me a second. Yep. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm running around with Washington plates. Uh, oh, you're, the, you're the devil. Right. So I was thinking about buying some don't mess with Texas bumper or like stickers to put on the car. <laughs> just as like, Hey, let people know. Um, because insurance here is so much more expensive that we want to keep our Washington plates. So that way in our licenses, so we can pay less insurance. Um, Cause, cause our, we're not living in Texas. We're just visiting Texas. Um, I guess you. For you. Right. You know, so um, because yeah, we're just, we're just kind of passing through. Right. Um, so I don't want to pay those good. high fees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised it's more here than it is there though. Oh yeah. It's because of, because of the way people drive here, the accidents, is what um well that, that okay let me back up that's what my wife told me see ours ours so, didn't go up really when we moved here from arizona from arizona well mm-hmm. i don't know if they're cheap in arizona but i i, I don't know we uh do you have usaa yep mm, we do too i haven't i guess i i personally haven't acquired so i've just taken my wife's word for it and it, you know what she says is you know it's it's right <laughs> that's one way to look at it <laughs> I know I'm right, in trouble, Billy. Yep. All right, sir. 
I got a I got a ribeye call my name and I got some meal prep to do. So okay, so with the ribeye, make sure to not overcook it. I don't. I did that to you on, <laughs> on purpose in Montana. Oh, here we go. Here we go. All right. Hey, nice to spend the hour hey, with you. You know, we can keep going. There's there's first time for everything. I fucked mm -hmm. up one steak. <laughs> Thank you. That's always looking for. Oh no, I know I fucked it up. But it's, okay, okay. when you're learning a new grill and it's like 60 uh, degrees colder outside than you're used to, it's like, well, fuck, man, everything's wrong with this. Okay. So. Okay. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. All let right. Me hey, you, let me know when you want to come to Houston. I'll go buy the ribeye. Oh, well, that'd be great. Um, oh, no, no, no. I'm buying tomahawks. Oh, that's fine. The, I mean, tomahawks are just ribeyes with a handle. I know. They're freaking awesome. I haven't had one yet. Okay. I know we, we get them here like, I don't know, it's more rare to not see them than it is to see them. So okay. let me know and uh, I'll scope out the store and we'll grab some. Okay, man. Well, yeah, you're only, I think you're a two hour drive away. Yeah, like two and a half, I think, something like that. Yeah, you're 180 miles away. Well, we'll when you can do 90 uh, the whole way, it's not too bad. Exactly. Cool. All right, All right man. Tell Lorraine I said hi. I'll talk to you we'll guys do. later. All right, later. Bye.